prime time hours baby and with that being said we got the nfl episode coming on we're gonna have different episodes but nfl episode is tonight and why not tonight week 13 starts tomorrow but we're gonna talk about some week 12 stuff coach jay and me mr raw thoughts if you call me prime, prime time, ryan johnson whatever it is you know what time it is raw thoughts hit my music you're on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story not quite like rhyme. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime time, got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now Raw Mind Sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close like a coach's assistant. You want to be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones. And Raw Thoughts are welcome at all times. And Coach Jay is here. Coach Jay, how you doing, champ? Hey, man, doing great. Blessed to be here, Prime, man. Always, always excited to be on your show, man. We got some great stuff today, man. Some great stuff. <laughs> and with that being said, you already know what time it is. We'd like to um, talk about our sponsors, man. The Central Collections is one. And we're going to talk about the first topic tonight. You know, we got the Bills and the Eagles game. Big one. Sponsored by Essential Collections. People thought the Bills had the Eagles. But they win the overtime. I ain't gonna lie, they got a, a kicker that can kick from probably from the um, parking lot. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you talk about that because I got some raw thoughts. Man, listen, that Eagles team resilient, resilient. Man, this is this is a championship caliber team, man. When, when you can play the way they played and still win the game, man. Listen, let me let, let's get, let me give you some numbers on on the Eagles and, and why they won this game, okay? Now, of course, we know Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, Mr. Do-It-All, he did it. He did it. They couldn't contain this guy. You know, w- w- when they had an opportunity, okay, you know, go to go, go to go. You know you know where they're going. You know who getting the ball. No spot on the quarterback, touchdown, all right? So, listen, <clears throat> look at the numbers. Penalty yards, right? Think about this, right? This is this is a part of this is part of where they lost the game right here, right? Four, all right, all right. So four for thirty yards for the Eagles. The Bills had eighty yards. They gave up almost almost a whole right. touchdown list right here. Now, all right. On third down, I mean, you would think you would think here, right? Looking at the numbers, the Bills were thirteen to 59 percent. Okay, that's a very good percentage, right? Right. The Eagles were four eleven, right? However, they was 36%. But the reason why the Eagles were so good is because they were on fourth down, third down as much as the Bills were. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the time of possession. Um, looking at the time of possession, it was it was a huge uh mismatch. The Bills 40 minutes, Eagles 26. Uh the the Bills very they, they played very well holding the ball, but they they just couldn't capitalize at the end. And then when you look at the red zone. Uh, the, the Eagles were 100% 4-4, and the Bills were 4-5. Just too much Jalen Hurts uh, down the stretch. I mean, they played well. Very, very resilient. 
Uh, I just, you know, just that's a tough matchup for those guys. Um, for me, honestly, raw thoughts here, raw thoughts. This ain't with no script. This ain't with no stats. This ain't with nothing. This mm-hmm. is my eyes and my raw mind talking right now. You're not going to beat the Eagles missing opportunities. A lot of teams miss a lot of opportunities, and I'm going to say it right now, raw thoughts. They on ball time. They on ball time. Think about it. Patrick Mahomes, scantly, drops the ball. Touchdown. Same pass. That happened against the Bills last week, which I guess the receiver and Josh Allen was on different terms. They weren't on the same page. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. And But Josh Allen always getting a pass. He's always oh, getting no. a pass. He's always doing something that just don't make no sense at the moment. He's a good quarterback. If you look at his numbers, people say he's good. Now, he has a lot of interceptions. Yes, it's, we have seen over the years guys, quarterbacks who are risk takers, who we still claim. Are Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. that's what he does. Like, if he has a chance to be the playoffs, I still would say I, I wouldn't be mad, and I also wouldn't be um to the situation like, oh, this is an easy game. Josh Allen gonna throw it to us. You just don't know which one you're gonna get. So with that, you know for a fact, like you just don't know, but he still could make things happen. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen missed, missed a, a, a a throw that was gonna walk off them in overtime. The walk off. The walk off. Um, Bills, they had a different coordinator. I really think the office coordinator for the Bills now was calling the right plays, but yep. it's all about the players on the field. You got to execute. It's simple. It's raw thoughts. You got to execute. You got to execute yourself. You're a guy, they want to say at one time, a top five quarterback in the NFL, and you didn't get the job done. That, but the thing about the Eagles, you leave them any door. If the door is cracked a little bit, if you know you at room 104 and you know that door is tilted open a little bit and you got some hope and apparently they left the door open for you, whoever was in there, that's what happens. And even though Jalen Hurst has had this injury over these past few weeks, that was enough to say, look, I got to get my team to a victory, which I have nothing against Jalen Hurst. Jalen Hurst can get it done in those situations. Yep. But you have to do better with that. Recently, he hasn't been running the ball as much. Maybe later on in the season he could run the ball, you know, enough. But you just can't keep giving the Eagles opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And logically, I'm going to give you raw thoughts. Any good team, you give them over 10 opportunities, they're going to mess around and get that opportunity in. Mm -hmm. They're going to capitalize. But I feel for, for the Eagles, it's a good thing. For the Bills, you're still chasing Miami in the AFC East. You don't need it. Regardless if Miami can beat huge teams or not, is what they say, the Miami Dolphins are still the team in the AFC East. The Bills could be. We just didn't know. I mean, I ain't going to lie, man. The Jets were on survival mode with Zach Wilson, played a few good games, and, and actually beat the Eagles. You know, so I thought they would have done it. But <laughs> apparently that didn't happen. And yeah. now we're here. Eagles big game. Bills, it's the same thing the past two, three years. Everybody wants to put they, they play both sides. Everybody wants to put Josh Allen as top five quarterback, but still leave a question mark. They want to put him as top five quarterback, but on the other end, it's still a question mark. So it's like he's still in the in the in the conversation, he's still there, but it's a question mark. Like, yeah, I think he's a top five, but mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll wait and see. 
And what happens? Keeps us tuned in to Josh Allen, watching him disappoint us in crucial moments. And now I'm going to get roll with this. People do talk about Dak a lot, but he ain't doing nothing different than Josh Allen. Those are my raw thoughts on that side. Uh, man, listen, I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't say you're wrong. I mean, you know, Josh Allen, big time, big time play down a stretch, game winner, and the ball placement. That's that's all quarterback. And that's if you're a top five quarterback, you make that throw. You do. Patrick Mahomes made the perfect throw, scantily yes. dropped it. You, on the other hand, have to make sure you and your receiver on the same page. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? You sit over there like a like a buzzard in the skies. You know, you know, right. you know but you get a pass. He always get a pass. And this yeah. is my raw thoughts. You know, I, I, he always getting a pass or something. The team, the defense played a good game. They did what they had to do. But I knew once they didn't get that pass, if mm-hmm. you think Jalen Hurts was going to leave off that field on that last drive, I don't, I don't care how good the defense has been playing for all four quarters. The defense is looking at it like, we played good for four quarters. You got to capitalize. You got to finish. You got that ball first. Mm-hmm. You didn't think Jalen Hurts? I don't. Jalen Hurts is one of them type of guys. Memory is numb. So, like, I don't care how bad I played the fourth quarter. I got no opportunity to win this game. That's the drive. That's what happened. He walked mm-hmm. right in the end zone. Like, he knew that was the drive. Just the back mentality. Nothing else mattered at the moment. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. But, um, Man. go ahead. Man, listen, like, ball placement on that play, you know, you think about defender inside, ball should have been outside. You know, but um, I, I see that's something they're going to clean up. I mean, the offensive coordinator, they look great. They look a lot better, uh, you know, than when they were on the Ken Dorsey. So I, I like the way that offense is going. So um, I'm excited to see where they go from here. Just the thing, the Bills we were talking about a few weeks ago being like a uh, mid-tier team, they're playing up there with a top-tier elite team, a Super right. Bowl caliber team. Right. This tells a lot. I, I think that if they continue in this trend here, they can give Kansas City a run. And I like the team and the offensive style of play now because they're actually mm-hmm. running the ball. No, they didn't have to go get a big money running back to run the mm-hmm. ball. I know most people are saying they don't have running backs. Now they're giving the ball more to Cook. And the other kid is in there getting the ball more. So, like, they're getting the ball. Like, they're getting runs. They're getting chances now. They're just handed off. It ain't about the running back who's running it. It's like, you got to give us a chance so yep, we can run the yep. ball. And that's what keeps Josh Allen. Think about it. You got a running back. You got Josh Allen. Josh Allen that can run. And then you add in the pieces with a few receivers. No, you don't got big star power, but you got enough. And you have Josh Allen there. We'll see where the Bills go from here. That being said, y'all see the bottom of the screen. Make sure you subscribe to all multiple platforms, podcast platforms. Um, Here we go. Next topic. And oh, this thing, just thing to, yeah, just to look at this, the, the breakdowns yeah. of the um, the scores per quarter. Uh, the Bills had a great second quarter. I mean, Ooh, you know, 17 yeah. to nothing, Set, 17, 17 to, zero. to zero. You know, um, this was their game right here. They should right. have won this game 17 to seven at the half. Uh, they really completely co- collapsed in the fourth quarter, gave up 17. So uh, they've got a lot they need to clean up on the defensive side of the ball. You give up 17 in the quarter, um, and especially the fourth quarter. I mean, this is the opportunity in the fourth quarter. You've already seen what they're going to do, so you know how to match up against whatever they're going to put on the field. First, First half, they half, give up like, one touchdown. That was it. 
Then third and fourth quarter, they gave up 24 mm -hmm. points. So the defense didn't do enough, but they had chances to steal win with um Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. mm. Raw thoughts, raw thoughts. All right. Whew. Now we have changes that need to be done in Hollywood. You have the Lakers put up a shut up. Or do you what does the LA Chargers need to do? I'll let you start here, Coach. You got that look like man. Let me sit back and um man, and, and um go ahead digest this. I mean, Herbert is a great quarterback. I, I don't foresee yeah. anything that needs to change with him. Um, you know, people are saying that hey, maybe it's the head coach, maybe it's the coaching staff. Um, I just think they need more playmakers. You know, I, I need they need the more mm. uh more guys for Herbert. You think about it, you have elite level quarterback and you know, they don't have the studs that you see on most other teams that really scare you. Um, now, Herbert with his arm it does scare you, but I, I think they just need they need more talent around. So you don't um, like Eckler and you don't like Keenan Allen and it's a, the other kid. I mean, I, I like those guys. Uh, those guys, from, I know yeah. Keenan Allen is a, it's a for sure first down. Go ahead, go ahead. For sure, for sure. But I think they need more. They need more on their squad. They need another chain mover. Think about this, right? When you can play, when you can devote two guys towards the key guy that's on the team, all right, now the other guys, uh, you got to have somebody that can step up. And I, I just think that they need more, more from their roster. Just bringing, maybe bringing another receiver. Um, Eckler, I mean, he's a he's a great running back. I, I like him. I had him on my fantasy team last year. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Eckler's that dude. But um, you can only do so much, you know, um, especially you can only handle, you know, especially it's from the uh, – you know, their tight ends, they're, they they need more help, you know, especially from the tight end. Yeah, tight end, I can see that. I, I, I say him, I'll think about the Williams kid, Ken Allen, Eckler. Mm -hmm. It's another kid that had young kid. He's a big body. Well, he's a big receiver. They can get it done. Um, uh, L.A. Charles is the new coach. Period point blank step. I think it's it's been overdue for the past two years, maybe three. I got a guy who's come on the podcast. Shout out to Tony Tucker out in LA. We used to come on my podcast every week. He has been in a situation, he's been depressed. I say, Hey, we need to do a podcast on both our teams. Even my three game lose streak said no. He said, I'm hurt. Charges have let me down. And um I can see them either elevating Kellen Moore to the head coach mm -hmm. or bringing a guy like Bill Belichick in. With a veteran defense, not a young – he doesn't need, like, a super young defense. But if Bill Belichick can come from the cold winter weather to great weather in L.A. with an elite quarterback, when I say good quarterback, a lot of people probably say Justin Herbert leading that. I think Justin Herbert's in the top five type yeah, of style. I can say that, from yeah. Quarterback, he's in that range. I don't know who you'll put, Ty, whatever, but he's in that range. Um Tom came in, he got lucky with Tom. But Bill Belichick will have an opportunity to have a quarterback he knows is good. See, you drafted Tom Brady all those years, and you didn't know for sure if Tom was going to be that good. That was a draft, and that was like a, a hit on hit on the money bullseye. But with Justin Herbert, you already know when you walk up in that room and walk up in that building, he is just that good. Stop. So you don't have to worry about offense, bringing a good offense coordinator in, now you bring Bill Belichick in with a healthy Joey Bosa. Do you mm -hmm. have Khalil Mack? I know they traded back the corner, back to New England. Maybe you can bring him back. Um, Bill Belichick has always been a master at B 
being a GM plus coach. He didn't save the Patriots so much money, but by the fact he saved them so much money was because Tom Brady was playing so well, which we're seeing the effects of it. Yeah, you're saving money, but we ain't getting no return on the saving of money now. Um, sometimes in life, you know, that's a situation where like their relationship is old, it's dead, it's right there on, you know, you're hitting the button, it can't move, it's just and 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 I think that's what it is with the um, the Patriots. I can see him being there. I just don't think I'm not saying Staley, he may can go elsewhere, probably a good coach, maybe a good defense coordinator. I just don't think right now at the moment he's the right coach for the LA Chargers. Those are my raw thoughts on that. Whew. <laughs> Cinnamon packing him is packing his bags. Yeah, what well, <laughs> <laughs> looking at looking at the roster here, uh Mike Williams. I he's on IR. Joshua Palmer. That's the problem. I knew it was somebody. You know, Joshua Palmer, Mike Williams, uh two key Palmer's guys. Palmer's gonna be a lot of potential. Yeah, oh yeah. They'll, you think now they gotta play some young guys. You got Jalen Guyton and Quentin J uh Justin. Um, so I mean if I'm the ace on that team, it's tough to get balls your way. You're probably double covered, and you got Gerald Everett at tight end. You know, I mean, they need some dudes. They need some dudes, man. Whew. That's the Chargers, I guess. Do you want to talk about the Lakers real quick? We can talk about the Lakers. You know, uh, listen, LeBron can't do it all. You know, and they, they've got him on, uh, on many restrictions. So, I mean – LeBron can't do it all, you know, um, They and supposedly we bought in some guys during the offseason, you know, notably uh, one of the top dudes I, I used to like, uh, you know, growing up. But um, I just think we still need more help. We need we need some younger, you know, uh, maybe another perimeter shooter, something uh, that can stretch the floor for Bron. That's all you feel. All right. I, I thought you were, I ain't know you were finishing that, bro. Thoughts. So um for, for for me, man, um LeBron has been old, like you said, LeBron has been there, done that. But you I don't even think it's necessarily just a um thing of you gotta bring him his role and his his players to like be with him. Like players you want around him. I think it comes off a part of who LeBron wants around him, too. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, LeBron James still at this age right now still calls the shots. LeBron James still sells out. He sells tickets. Win or lose, people want to see him win or fail. So mm -hmm. in entertainment, just like the other day with wrestling, it was talking about CM Punk coming in. I don't know if anybody wrestling fans whatever. But I know it's entertainment. We know WWE is like that. But they brought him back because nobody really likes that guy. But like he said, he ain't there to make friends. He's there to make money. But he keeps attention and keeps people engaged regardless they like him or not. In the industry and in that type of business, it's all about engagement. It's all about mm -hmm. who's going to buy. It's all about who's going to sit there. So I, I think of that situation, then I say, okay, that's LeBron. LeBron. With a lose, people going to buy tickets. Ticket sales yeah. still going to be high. People still going to see him, and at this time, at this moment in his career, people are like, man, we got to go ahead and see him before he um, decides to step away and do something. And it's in LA, <laughs> right? Right, and it's in LA, and that and those tickets going to be real sky high. Now, if mm -hmm. he was in Cleveland, they're already high, but in LA, all LA tickets, Hollywood, you know, is always going to be high. Like, 
you may you may get some front row seats in, in, in Cleveland, but you you gonna you almost kill yourself <laughs> to get a front row seat in LA unless somebody just hand them to you. And that's what it is. Um LeBron's situation is on the level of what does LeBron want around him? Because honestly, LeBron controls his own destination. LeBron can really call the shots. LeBron can really say, look, I'm either leave or not. And at the end of the day, Jeannie Buzz not going to let LeBron just walk up out of there. He said, no, I don't no. want to be here no more. So she's going to still give him what he wants. So it don't even come down to the organization pick right now. LeBron has created this amazing value of himself to where, like, I can say and do what I want. Most people are like, you're not the owner. But you need me. I sell tickets. I keep you around. I keep us relevant, regardless. So it's like it isn't. It's not even just about his his game and what he does on the court. It's more about like I make this relevant here, and that's yeah. what LeBron is doing now. And the question is, what does LeBron want around him? We can think for him, but mm-hmm. do we really know? Without LeBron, they're mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe less than mediocre, but I go mean, ahead, go ahead. Because you don't know ben- what Anthony Davis gonna do. You don't know if he's gonna show up or not. You don't know who's Gerard <laughs> Vanderbilt. Who is the guy? He's he's averaging seven points right now. They might be below mediocre without LeBron. <laughs> and that's just wrong thoughts. I know you gave them a nice pass, said mediocre. I might say without LeBron, they're below <laughs> mediocre. That's my raw thoughts on that. Hey, listen, listen. I, I can I can definitely go with that because I mean you, you really don't know what you're getting from Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at let's let me look at real quick. 22.6 mm-hmm. points a game. Without LeBron there, I mean they're probably gonna be scoring with about like uh, in the mid-80s uh per game. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean De- D'Angelo Russell, yeah. Uh mid-80s I really... in the Western Conference, a high fast paced game. Yeah, I got you, I got you. <laughs> That ain't enough in the West. That ain't enough. It ain't. ain't. That might be enough in the East, but not in the West. Maybe. Because I don't know. I I don't even know in the East right now. The way way they're giving up fouls and calls and people behind the arc a lot. So, I mean, I I get what you're saying. Um, Go ahead. I I just – looking at the the team, looking at the roster – uh, I mean, they got they've got some guys that you know have some big names that stand out. Russell James Davis. Uh, we may can throw Reeves in there, Reeves in there, but uh, the rest of the guys. I mean, I think I feel like they just threw together a bunch of pieces um, to fill the roster. Um, and I mean, in this situation, I, I like Darvin Ham, but I've been I've always been a Duke guy, and I oh! think. Oh, here we go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Know, we'll go with this. Uh, always been a Duke guy. And I think um, Shoseski retired, right? Is he done? I think he would be Woo. the guy that could lead this team. I'm going to keep it real with you, man. Um, yeah. Raw thoughts. Shoseski could lead the team. And I know mm-hmm. LeBron respects him. But Shoseski is still his own brand. Coach K is his own brand. LeBron is his own brand. You think they can would? be cool. They can sit down and, and do their interview like they did, have a couple of drinks and talk about life and interview. But when mm-hmm. you in there day-to-day practicing, you're talking about practicing two-a-days, film, stuff like that. They we know that. LeBron is that good. Now, Coach K would have to coach up the role players and have them in the film room. LeBron would be yes. at his home drinking his wine or his Lobos, <laughs> and, you know, his own tequila. Like, he's not going to be rushing in there every time. And I know that he has a lot of respect for Coach K. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, like, not a bad way. I, I get it. But Coach K, that's why Coach K never took the job in the NBA, because he feels like it's no control. It's like the player over the coach, no matter who you are. It was a while back he had a chance to coach. What happened? He stayed at Duke because he had a lifetime contract, because he had control. Raw thoughts. Even though Duke got their butts, they got beat today. And I'm a diehard Duke fan. He still has control at Duke right now. He ain't even going out there. So <laughs> something has to change. And that's one of the reasons why certain recruits are probably going to go there is because Coach K is still there behind the scenes. That's my raw thoughts. Not saying that's true. I'm just giving my raw thoughts. So now bringing the L.A. could be perfect. But, you know, Coach K to tight, you know, it's going to have to be a lot of things in the contract, stuff like that. Maybe give him a GM role. Right, right. Now, with the USA team, it's easy because it's temporary and it's a summer job and you're playing with all-stars. You don't have to save us so much. You don't have to deal with all these emotions and all these attitudes from ego players because you can bring them together for one because you're you're talking about the country and and playing great ball for your country. And then, boom, it's over with. Two months. But you're talking about a contract. Six years, seven years, eight years. I mean, excuse me, four or five years. Practice every day. On the road, back and forth, back and forth. The NBA has games, maybe three, four games a week sometimes. I might be wrong, but it's somewhere like that. You got to think about the travel. You're in L.A. You might have to go to New York. Next night, you might have to be in Philly. Next night, you might have to be in Miami. So, you know, a guy of that age, it probably be Ooh. a whole lot. And that's not including the mental, as people understand the mental of thinking and mm-hmm. preparing for certain teams. Every team has something different. You know, go to state, they're going to shoot the ball. They're gonna, excuse me, they're going to move the ball well to where they're going to find the best available shot. Most of the time, Steph can hit those shots and Clay, whenever he has his time, then you, then you deal with a team like the Boston Celtics who are very athletic and strong. They have to think about that. For him to be there that age with LeBron, even though it sounds perfect, if this was 10 years ago, I would say yeah. Right now, whew. It, Coach Kagan wants you to um, just about walk him to games himself. And that's his raw thoughts. Go ahead. How's Popovich getting it done? I mean, he's a I pretty old guy, too. Yeah, I think so. I think with Popovich, though, he has, he's been in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So you know how it goes. Like, you've been – for me, I ain't going to say you know how it goes. But for me, you've been in the NBA for so long that you know you know it because that's your thing. Like, you have coaches that are good for college. You know, football. Some coaches are good yeah, for college. True. Some yeah, coaches yeah, are yeah. not good. For the NFL, Nick Saban yeah. played. Saban. He coached in the NFL. Where he at? He at Alabama, and he's been there. I'm pretty sure Coach that asked, asked him to come out of there. He got. He a ain't bag. coming because he has found his niche. Every yeah. person in life has their own gifts, and their own gifts leads them to their own lane, and that's what it is. Coach K was a a legend in college. Nick Saban went pro, couldn't do nothing. Popovich started. I wonder if I might be wrong. But I know for a fact he's been in the NBA for years and won a championship for years with his style of play. So it's easy to um for him to keep going. I'm not saying him, I'm not trying to compare Coach K and Greg Popovich as like coaching styles and who's the better coach. It's more like who can handle these players in the NBA. Because in the NBA, if a coach, if a player is a star player, let's say the Greek freak right now, I don't want nobody there. You going out the door? Oh yeah. So you I'm can't saying like those in the same way though. Right, well, you, you can't, can't. Yeah. And so when I look at it, I'm like, okay, you don't have those guys, and you can't discipline like you want to, because you don't run the show. Coach K probably be he probably one of the few guys get a lot of respect. People like we respect, we respect, we respect them. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But if one of those players get mad, 
you coach KK say, you know what, like a college, you know what? I don't want him here. Because he comes with contracts and stipulations, how much we gotta pay him. Let's say mm-hmm. you have a player that has like a Jimbo Fisher type of deal. Now you talking you don't want him there, Big money. but we gotta get rid of all this money. Now we in the negatives on the books. Like mm-hmm. you just can't have that. And I I thought about that. So I think that's one of the reasons why he really honestly didn't coach. It's not because he didn't feel like he was respected. I think it was more like, you know, do I want to deal with this headache of these contracts and negotiations, stuff like that? I can see that. I really can see that. I mean, it's. It, I feel like uh, college will be easier for him. He can pick who he wants, right? Mm-hmm. He has more control. Look, if I want who I want at point guard, I can go and recruit that guy, right? I know what to say. I know the triggers. I know how to get these guys in. In the NBA, I mean, like, you know, if you have a GM or somebody over you, you don't have the last call. Right, right. So, yeah, I, I can really see that, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's my thoughts on that, man. All right, here we go. I, just hope, my, I hope my Lakers can, can can really battle and get through this, man. And, you know, we ain't looking good right now. By the end of the year, LeBron will figure it out, as usual. <laughs> All right, um, Whew. hot seat. I was just talking about it, coach, but we got hot seat. We got it hot, and I'm talking about our seat is hot. The seat is burning. We see Staley here burning. We see, yeah, I forgot the coach's name, Chicago Bakiris. Um, uh, what is his name? Le, Le, Le Flair? No, it ain't Le Flair. That's on um, Matt LaFleur. That's on um, Green Bay. It's something else. True. We got Bill. Who would ever thought Mr. Six-time Super Bowl champion Bill Belichick would be on the house? Mm. I can't believe that we got Riverboat Run. Got ran out of Carolina, and he had a chance to go do his thing in Chocolate City. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) hot seat, the flow is yours while it's hot. And we ain't talking about Chris Green hot light either. Hey. Oh man, hot seat, hot seat, hot seat. Uh, the first guy was was gonna be on this list was Frank Wright, but he out the door. And I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen. His seat, his seat was more than hot, <laughs> volcanic hot for two years in a row. I don't know how he got that job with the Carolina Panthers. I don't know what he did. He must have knew somebody because you get fired last year and you get another job that fast. Normally, you'd be a defensive coordinator and, you know, maybe take him to the NFC championship or something like that. And then they're like, oh, let's get him an opportunity. He got an opportunity after getting fired. Don't know how that happened. And, uh, you know, with the Bears, uh, his name is Eberflus. Uh, probably messed that up. But he's a six. Matt is six and 21 right now. He's out. He's got to be out the door. I, I don't see any reason or any way that he keeps his role there. He haven't he hadn't done well with uh, Justin Fields. I mean, as elite quarterback, uh, and you know, Ron Rivera, he has more losses than wins. Staley is a little different because he's at twenty three and twenty. So I, I think there's possibly some leeway with him. But I think those other three guys, Belichick, you know, Frank Wright, uh, Matt, and Ron. I think those guys, those are going to be the three guys. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the 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 Pats would get rid of Belichick. He has too much tenure there. I mean, he's already won over two hundred and sixty games for those guys. You know, could you foresee those guys? You know, porting ties and and getting away with a guy who basically built that franchise. All right, here go my raw thoughts. 
I'm gonna give you raw thoughts on four. I'm gonna start with Staley. Staley mm -hmm. has a winning record, but the energy in the locker room just feels like they're not winning. So it comes the results of win and lose. And they feel like these past two years, maybe three years, that the, the Chargers had a Super Bowl team opportunity. What happens? They're winning done. They're gone. They're out of the playoffs. And I think with that part, it's like, yeah, your regular season record is good. Yeah, it's cool. But we're, we're only getting to the first round and getting out. So that makes people mad. So he'll be done. The guy in Chicago, Raw Thoughts. I just, I'm going to give you to you real raw thoughts. I'm coming to the point, I don't think nobody want to coach Chicago. I don't think no good coaches want to go to Chicago. I'm thinking coaches are just like, okay, yeah, you can have that job because I don't want that job anyway. That's what I feel because this guy right here is sitting here. It's like, why? Why is he even there? Because I And he's in a lucky situation because people probably look at the Chicago Bears team unless they have a lot of money to make moves and stuff, which they do have the number one pick now. Oh, yeah, um, that's the track. That, um, outside of that, you know, you look at them, they, can they beat Detroit next season? Can they beat Green Bay? Because Jordan Love is getting better and better with the season. And the Vikings may not have a quarterback because I don't think her cousin coming back. But they're still, they still could do enough to beat the um, as we saw. Um, yes. You know, even though they did lose to the Vikings lost to them this week, they still, I think, healthy can still beat Chicago. And that's that part. Let's go to Bill, what you were saying. You're right. They ain't fine, Bill. What they're going to do with Bill, me. raw thoughts, they're going to sit him in that room, in that office, and they're going to say, hey, Bill, we ain't going to fire you, but I think it's about time for you to go. But we can't fire you, but we will mm -hmm. hope that you would, like, resign or say you want to step down. But we not can't fire you because you've done so much. There's no way we can sit here and say we can get rid of you. But, Bill, it ain't working, but we can't fire you. Can you please just say, look, we just gonna step down and do it for yourself? Just say you want to mm. step down on your own. I think that's what's gonna happen with Bill. Is it his now, fault? It ain't his fault, but it's just time out, time out. Let me let me phrase myself. It might be he the GM too. <laughs> I mean, so it might be. So look, and, and, and that's what it is. See, but I understand Robert Kraft from my ownership level, kind of like Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is the owner, and he's the GM. Mm -hmm. Thing with Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft is just the owner. He gives the GM to Bill Belichick and the coaching ability to him. So he has both. The hardest part of firing him is like, okay, they bring in a new coach, but you got to also pay money to a GM. Mm -hmm. Bill Belichick has saved so much money because it's like the one-stop shop. Yeah. But now he decides to leave. You got to bring in a coach who probably like, look, I don't know how to handle the numbers and do all that stuff. I just want to coach. You got to get the GM. Now mm -hmm. they starts to be, um, even though most teams do that, 49ers and a lot of teams do that, it still comes off as, man, I got to spend more money. And Riverboat Run. They got it, though. Um, yeah, they do. We know that. Riverboat Run, though, I think with him, it's more like, man, I'm just ready to get this season over with, and I'm just done with coaching for a little bit. I may go be a position coach, but I think at this moment, Riverboat Run would not care any less if he didn't coach no more in the NFL. Because right now, I don't, I'm not saying he's not a good coach. I'm not saying he don't want to coach. I don't think he's not deserving of being a head coach. But in DC, changes back and forth, guys, new ownership. Like for me, honestly, I think for him as a coach, it's probably stressful. 
because you had to deal with Dan Snyder last year. Now you got new coaches, new ownership. Then you brought in the OC. It's been a whole lot like for a coach to go through. Most teams and most coaches usually have their staff and organization intact to where you can tell if they need to be fired or not. He's in the middle of a crossfire. He was there with Snyder. Mm-hmm. Now you bring in Magic and the owner of the Sixers. Now you're still trying to figure out your team in the midst of that, even though you have a team, a team that really has potential. But he's dealing with different management, different ownership. We don't know what these owners want. Like Dan Snyder might have wanted one thing. Now you're dealing with the new owner from the Philadelphia 76ers. He might want one thing. So I just think, honestly, man, Riverboat Run just need to take a break, chill with family. For the next two years or maybe a year or so, then maybe come back. I'm pretty sure he's gonna get paid some good money. He got probably enough money to save to do whatever he wants to do and I would bet, yeah. for a little bit. So I think if he does come back, he'll be a position coach. But now unless he shocks me, he really wants to be a head coach. That's one thing. But yeah, that's pretty much it, man. On that one. What do you do you really think that uh Ron has has received a bad hand? I mean, you know, just the, take a look at the team, the oh, quarterback oh, oh. situation. You know, take a look at the team, the quarterback situation. I mean, you got a young guy. Mm-hmm. Do you think they need to be more patient with him? You know, having Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. I mean, you know, honestly, if me looking at the team, I wouldn't say playoffs aspirations based off this roster, you know, from the especially from the quarterback position. You I think I mean? with Airbnb, I think with Airbnb, they had a lot of yak guys. Like the mm-hmm. 49ers have a lot of yak guys. You know, yeah. Terry, Terry Terry, you got Samuel, Gibson before he started fumbling. Howell, I think they can like get yaks and kind of beat you there. Now, defensively, they just started getting rid of everything defensively. So that's why I do like that's what Ron Vera is. He's a defensive coach. So mm-hmm. You think they might go out the of office, maybe an office of coach if they get rid of him? What do you think about that? If they get rid of him, for me, if, unless it's something like game changing, they're probably mm-hmm. going to let Airbnb be the head coach. Unless it's something like that game changer that says, oh, we got to have this guy. That would be smart, though. Yeah, but I don't know if anybody game changer is going to take it. You make it get Belichick in. To bring in defense, and you have Airbnb on offense. He probably mm-hmm. I can see that probably paying and working, but outside of that, it's like okay, good luck. I don't know, man. Pets, I, I, as much as the 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 notion out there about possibly they could get rid of him, uh, I think he has too much built on with that team, and I mean, he means so much to that Patriots team without without him there. Right now, I think they're even worse a team where they are. Way, I mean, Patriots. yeah, so they don't oh, have no question, no, they don't have but, no look at the quarterback situation, man. It is, but my thing is, do you think Bill want to sit there through that massacre? I don't and think he's so. he's uh, you know, even Michael <laughs> Jordan bad. went out when it was time. Michael Jordan did come yeah. back, but he, he went out on a bang, and yes, he yeah, did come yeah. in for a second, but he still was doing some good numbers. Do you think Bill want to keep sitting there and keep getting his butt kicked during this time? And that's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't see Bill sitting there six and times. He's a smart guy. Champion. He's right. a smart guy. 
It Very. was a blessing in disguise for him to get fired or resign because you know why? He's such a hot commodity. Almost every team in the NFL would want him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even if you got the guy that you want, you're like, man, we can get Bill. You know? <sighs> but I tell you what, getting Bill, you best you best believe. That's what my boy would say. One of my friends, I, I'm gonna get me me, and that's what Bill gonna do. Get him him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right, cool. so we're going to um another slide. So everything sponsored by Central Collection tonight, and we have the NFL playoffs in the hunt. We have, of course, 49ers. Oh, excuse me, AFC Ravens, Chiefs, Jags, and this right here is interesting. Nine and three. I think the Ravens can probably keep it. Chiefs, mm-hmm. Jazz, neck and neck for one C, two C. Who ever thought the Jacksonville Jaguars would be in this? Who ever, right? Do you have the ten and one Eagles? Who people probably said been on ball time. Also, this NFL playoffs in the in the hunt is sponsored by Angel Construction, Angel Construction Incorporated. Um, to a lot of properties and deals, you know, use promo code Rawbuy. They give you fifteen percent discount on the next property and deal you want to do. Um. Eagles 10 and 1 on ball time. 49ers lost three games in which we probably thought the only game they probably should have lost is probably to Cincinnati. They should have made it feel good Cleveland. They should have beat the Vikings. And Cincinnati just came in. It's just like it was just a domination. And then you got the Lions. Um, how do you feel about this thus far? Does it stay like this or not? Uh, I think the hierarchy from the NFC side, I mean, (laughs) I I know you want your boys up there, but I I feel it stays there. The Eagles are just Mm -hmm. too good. They find ways. I mean, even when there is no way, they find a way. You know, uh, either it's defensively, offensively, they find a way to convert, uh, to stay in games. I I see them going far. Uh, I I feel like they're going to be the number one seed. I think the Niners are going to be number two. Um, you know, depending on uh who we have, uh let me let me take a look at who we have behind uh the Lions here. Uh the Packers are well, can't really Cowboys. Cowboys, okay. We got the Cowboys back there. Um potentially I, I think the Cowboys and with, with that being a possible MVP candidate type down, uh for the way he's been playing. From the way he's been listen, the way right. he's been playing lately now, not the full season, but you know, what, lately, what, what I was gonna say was, I, I get it, and, and, and you're right, but they still have to play the Eagles again, mm-hmm. and that game go either way. That's why I was thinking about the 49ers right now. If they win tomorrow, which I say when they win, and the Cowboys play the Eagles the next week, all mm-hmm. this could change. Now, if the Eagles get out of this, oh boy, yes, yeah, automatic walking apart for Detroit. Who does Detroit play the next few games? Like to get to give up the number three seed. If anything, Detroit could easily be number two, or they could stay at number three. And that's where you come in at. Um, I think that's what I was gonna go with, you know, to see like what what it was. Um so Detroit, looking at their uh schedule, they got they got the Lions. I'm sorry, <laughs> the Saints up next tomorrow. They probably uh, do the Bears, they'll beat them, the Broncos, definitely. Right, what do you think? I don't know. I'm gonna tell you now. The Broncos <laughs> on like a five game winning streak right they now. Look tough. That's they a, look that's a tough. trap game. And look, they even said in the ALC they feel like the Broncos could possibly get in the playoffs right now Ooh. in the ALC. So like they've been talking about that, and 
Apparently, I don't know what happened with Sharon Payton or whatever, but Russ been cooking since that 70 point game they got whooped by for the Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins. Um, and they're on the bus after that. Uh, after that, they've got uh, the Vikings, uh, the, the Cowboys. All right. Oh, that's another one. See, that's another thing, especially mm. the Cowboys lose to the Eagles or the Lions. That's a problem. But see, now you got two pressure games. The Eagles got to play the Cowboys again, then the Lions got to play them. And that could be something that could change up, shake up. Yeah, it's going to be a test. It's going to be a test. And then they got the Vikings after that. Yeah, that's why I was saying, like, the, the, that's why I say right now, the Detroit Lions can easily be a number two seed or a three seed. 49ers keep playing good football. They might not even see the, um, the two seed. But the three seed, they have an opportunity to mm-hmm. easily keep that outside of playing the Broncos as a trap game. But the Cowboys is the one, you know, people probably say, like, that's, that's going to be the game. If you got what's yes, it is. Yep, yep. December 30th. Ooh. I could easily see, like, as you look at this schedule, yeah, I, I could see the Lions finishing near the top. You know, it's ba- de- definitely based off the schedule. So while we're at it, since I got you over there um, researching, tell me the Eagles schedule and the Cowboys schedule. Let me see. Whichever one you go first. That'll be super interesting because I, I'm, I'm trying to think about it. I'm going to go Eagles yeah. first, okay? Of course, you know they got your boys uh, tomorrow. Uh, then Cowboys after that. Uh, but Ooh. they got a big one, Seahawks. Who? Eagles? Yes, Eagles got Eagles got three tough games. Three, they could go. <laughs> you got, you got the 49ers, mm-hmm. You got the Cowboys, and then you got the Seahawks. Now, what's after that? Cakewalk. Cakewalk right. after that. They've got so the they, Giants, the Cars, and the Giants. <laughs> all right, so they they if they get out this gauntlet right here. This could be something good. All right, Cowboys. All right, let's get the Cowboys. All right, all right. Uh, of course, they've got uh, Cowboys, Eagles. Ooh, December the tenth. Mm, that's gonna be a tough one. Uh, we got the they got the Bills after that. Mm. Dolphins. Mm. Of course, we already said Cowboys, Lions, and then the Cowboys versus the Commanders. Commanders that beat everybody else could be they could lose in the next four games. Like you said they got, but they got the Eagles. So yeah, I mean, the Eagles. Eagles. I just talked. Yo, boy. See, that's my point. Go ahead. Yeah, you're right. I mean, those, shoot, four games, they could drop all four. That's why the Lions might be in a safe space at the moment, is what they Mm -hmm. say. Because, now I know San Francisco got a tough one because if they can beat the Eagles, they'll go play Seattle again. And I want to say Christmas, they play Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football. That's going to be the game. If they can get out it's it's these games right here must win definitely for San Francisco because they have to play, they have to win tomorrow, they have to beat Seattle, and then you got the Ravens, which means if the 49ers beat the Ravens, now you got the shake up over here with the Chiefs and the and the Jaguars. Um you got yeah. Arizona, then Baltimore, and then uh Washington. All right, so they have Eagles, Seahawks, yeah, Arizona, then Baltimore. Yeah, right, so they got three games they could possibly win. And then, and then what's after Baltimore? Washington and Rams. Washington. Okay, Washington Rams. So on this schedule, what it looks like, if they can beat the Eagles, they may have a cakewalk until Baltimore. 
this would sound like. And I don't want to say Kate Walk. I know Seattle played good the other night. I don't know just something about Seattle. Yeah, season. but this is the Niners we're talking about. I, right, right. I, I think they'll handle business. Mm-hmm. Nick Hopper here. All right, so on the bubble, the teams we have on the bubble here, sponsored by Sims Collections. Um, mm-hmm. on the bubble, on the bubble, we're gonna talk about ASC, hmm. ALC, um, Texans, Broncos. As well, I'll tell you about whoa, Bills is 10. And well, I'm gonna tell you now, um, it's what my friend will say. Shout out to my guy Tyree Career over for Cincinnati, Burr and uh, this is getting ready for next season. Um, <laughs> who gets in? Who would be a team in the ALC right here that you think they makes it to the seventh seed? I think the Texans. I love their quarterback. Oh, no doubt. CJ Stroud is special. <laughs> stud, man. He is a true stud. And I, I think when you think about in this in this game here in the AFC, you need to score points. Mm-hmm. Let me uh we we talked about uh the Texans schedule before. Let me go back through it. Okay. Now let's let's take a look and see. Um they got the Broncos. Uh, I, I think they'll handle. I, I think they're gonna handle this. Woo! But go uh, ahead. I, hey, hey, look. It's, they on I, some let's ride right now. They ain't <laughs> on a stop bus. They on a let's ride. But go ahead. Go Legendary ahead. defense over there. Listen, I, hey, it, it could be a talk. It could be a toss up game from there. But I think the Texans will handle it. Uh, versus Jets, you know that's one I, I think they'll take care of as well. Titans. I mean, Texas Titans uh, used to be a very, very good, very uh, prominent game. I, the Titans have been off lately. By the way, uh, for Rabel, I would say it a bit on the hot seat, but I think they have been intentionally trying to derail that roster to bring in something better. But that's they need, yeah, yeah. I could, I could see them tanking, possibly tanking. Yeah. Somebody send an email down. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did. Uh, uh, and, and they've got the Browns after that. Browns is a decent team. Uh, Titans again is two. That's two wins they're going to get versus the Titans, and then they got the Colts. So, uh, you know, um, potentially this this schedule is in their favor. You know, besides the Broncos and the Browns, man, I think they win the other three: Colts versus Colts versus Titans two times, and and versus Jets. Domingo's a great coach, no doubt. He was defense coordinator for the 49 so I ain't even questioned that at all. I feel like he's bringing something very, very good in that culture in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think the Broncos are going to beat them tomorrow. I think Broncos see that child playing good football. I don't know what it is about the defense recently for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Russell has been playing a, a different style of ball, like he was in the Legion of Boom. I mean, the Legion of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, the Broncos are going to shock people. My thing is, what I'm about to ask you, and this the floor is definitely yours here. It sounds like you're saying the Bills have no hope. uh before before that game uh the pre you know the prior game that they just played uh i would have said versus before they played the eagles no hope but the way they played with the eagles shows me that they have promise they just need to they need to fix little things here and there okay they need to especially the play all right They, they you know um you know the the big play down the stretch where um wide open receiver uh ball inside instead of being placed outside um 
I think the Bills can still get there, possibly. But I think uh, looking at the chance, I, I think the uh, the Texans have a better chance getting in the playoffs than the Bills, even though I, I still am high on the Bills. Uh, let me look at the, you know, let me break. Let me look at the uh, the Bills. Uh, guess we're going down a stretch here as well. All right, the Bills got the Chiefs. That's a tough game. They got the Cowboys, another tough game. They got the Chargers, another tough game. Uh, they got the Pats. Uh, let's just say that this is kind of a rival game here, and Bill's going to be playing for his job. You don't want to play those guys at that time when you're trying to make a playoff push, okay? Uh, I think that's going to be a competitive game. And then also they have the Dolphins again. So... I, how I like the Bills, however, the schedule is not in their favor. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> I like Texans, but I think Russ gonna find a way to get past whatever's going on. They even play some good football. I'm yeah, talking about the teams. Surprisingly, NFC right now: uh, Packers, Rams, Saints, Buccaneers. How you feel about this? Uh. From the NFC, let me take a look here. Um, I like I like the Packers so far. Um, you know, a lot of five and six teams. This could be anybody could get this right here. Uh, any of those teams could come out of here. Um, you know, looking at the teams above them, I got some raw thoughts on this one. I don't see any of these teams coming out of there. I really don't. All right, so for me. I'm extremely, extremely disappointed in the Saints. The Saints should have walked out of the mm, NFC. Stadium. Yeah. Um, I expected it, and apparently they have done nothing but been disappointed. They have definitely underachieved in an extremely terrible division. But I'm telling you now, and I think, like I said a while back in my shows at the beginning of the season, the Packers are at peace. They don't have Aaron Rodgers. They don't have this. They don't have to be this catering. Matt LaFleur can actually be who he wants to be without catering to Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love is good. I'm not, I mean, you, we talk about C.J. Stroud, but Jordan Love is becoming on his own. Give him a year next season. We might be talking about a whole different scenario, and you ain't mm -hmm. got to worry about him acting like Aaron Rodgers. I think the Green Bay Packers win at least if they win the next two games, the next two, they might get the seventh seed. If they win the next two, if they don't win the next two, it could be a, a toss-up. Rams get ready for the draft. Buccaneers go ahead and um just just go ahead and forfeit the rest of the season, raw thoughts. But uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you put them in the dirt, man. Uh. <laughs> I don't know what to say. They, they're good, but they're not. I don't think. I mean, if if Williams and Goodwin can't can be out, I think they're gone next season. But um, I think the Packers, man, with the team they got, they're not bad on defense. Yeah, they're trying to figure their way. If they now, I'm gonna tell you, if they beat the, the Kansas City Chiefs, we got something here because they got Kansas City next, and I don't expect them to beat them. But they beat them, like I told you, and they beat the next game. The Packers going to be coming for that number seven seed. I don't know who that going to be. Yeah. But the Packers will be moving somebody out of the way. Those are my raw thoughts on that. Anything else you want to say before we go to the next topic? 
Yeah, I, I, I want to do. I do. I, I want to clarify a little bit. The NFC South is still up in the air. Supposedly, the Panthers still mathematically have a chance. Which is absolutely <laughs> insane. <laughs> Nuts. This special teams coach comes in and, and changes this. Yeah. It's wild. And it is, but I've I seen this before because the NFC West was like that, similar with the Seattle Seahawks when they had, um, was it Matt Castle? It wasn't Matt Castle. Um, Hasselback, Matt Hasselback was there. They were 79. They beat the defending Super Bowl champions. New Orleans Saints, and they had a home game. This is crazy. The Saints should easily win the NFC South. They should. But Atlanta's right now having this. Apparently, Atlanta got this spot. They probably got the Panthers at the bottom of the shelf right about now. But they still have hope. Raw injuries. Yeah. Oh, it's injuries. So many injuries. It's, 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 it's injuries, <laughs> and it's a mental estate with the Panthers at the moment. Raw thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything yeah. else? Um, I, honestly, so looking at the NFC South as well, um, I, I you could potentially see either the Falcons that sank the Buccaneers, either or the Buccaneers are only one game out. Um, so if, if I could say what team could I see that could surprise us and make it, uh, if the Buccaneers could do something that could possibly be the team, um, or if the Saints could get healthy. So, I mean, Camaro's that dude, so. Who knows, man? I, I just still hold tight to the Falcons. I think they're going to get it done. I love, um, I love that young quarterback too. You know, down there. But um, we'll see. We we'll, we still got a lot of ball to be played. All right, all right. Well, well, well. The one of the topics of the night sponsored by Central Collections. We have Mister TB12 in his comments, and guess what? We're about to hear him. Right now, and I couldn't afford. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And hope. Why not? I think the coaching isn't as as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game mm -hmm. so i just think the product in my opinion is less than what it's been i think i look at a lot of players like ray lewis and rodney harrison and ronnie lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty mm. you hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves we used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time now they're trying to be regulated all the time offensive players need to protect themselves it's not up to the defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford And that's enough of that. Let me all go here and move that real quick. All right, so we're going to go back to this slide here. Um, Harsh words oh. coming from Brady. Hold on, hold on. Oh, no. Uh, here we go. Hold on a second. All right. Here we go. Harsh words. All right. So we back here with Tom Brady. Okay. So um, I'm gonna let you go first. Oh man, I get first deals on this. Uh, listen, I'm an old school guy. I love the big hits. Uh, I love the way that the uh, the Romans say these big hitters. Uh, the way the guys like Troy Polamalu, uh, Dawkins play Ed Reed. 
you know, uh, you coming across the middle, you, you better look out, right? Now the game has is really evolved, uh, and it's all about you know player safety, and they're trying to get the head out of the tackle. And and when I coach ball, they they would all they change the tackle to a roll tackle, right? We would teach, we would teach our guys uh, instead of head across, head behind, right? Um, so we can get that head out of the tackle. Um, and Bray, I mean Brady's right; it's been soft. It's very soft. You see a lot of uh, PI calls. Uh, just from hands play and things like that. I, I think they're eventually this is going to be flag football, you know, the way we're going in this thing. And um, it, it's, it's becoming, it's really becoming very soft. I think that if we could go back to some of that old school type of play um, and this is what defense about hit, knock them in the mouth. And we're taking some of that physicality, some of that toughness from the sport. another time for people please forgive me all right all right raw thoughts raw thoughts raw thoughts i'll make this simple quick and short i hope it doesn't go to flag football that's part of the sport we understand that we do understand concussions and things that happen respectfully mm -hmm. i don't want nobody to feel like you know raw thoughts it's a thing of keep it like it is and or not to play that sport because that's what made the sport but we understand like concussions happen people have died and yep. had some serious issues so that's not the thing But I'm about to pull a Stephen A on you real quick. I said, at that part, we know, we understand, we got a beloved respect for Tom Brady, the legend, Hall of Fame, most Super Bowl winning quarterback to ever play the game. But Tom Brady, if I was a cussing man on this show, needs to shut the beep, beep, beep up because he don't got no reason to be talking. The rules have changed because of him. Every time he went to somebody complaining about getting hit, get this, get that. It's easy for you to say that when everybody's on your side, when the referees on your side, when they touch you because you're the golden boy. Like Rob thoughts, you got these calls. You are the exact reason why these calls got changed. They get changed for Steve Young. They get changed for Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. They didn't get changed for Drew Brees. They got changed because of you. Because everybody wanted to see you. Everybody wanted to see you in New England in the playoffs. In the Super Bowls, even in Tampa Bay, it was you. And now that you ain't playing, everything is soft because you ain't got to take the beating. Yeah. You don't want to talk all that stuff because you ain't out there getting hit. If you was out there getting hit right now, you wouldn't be up here talking about that with Stephen A. Smith on his show. I remember you were playing in San Francisco last year. You are bleeding a little bit. You were complaining about your chin getting hit. Your chin getting hit. But all of a sudden now, I know you're a legend. I haven't against it. But it's easy for you to say that when you're outside of the arena, when you're not in the ring. It's easy for you to say what you want to see because you ain't taking the beating. You need to stop your mess. Raw thoughts. You out here trying to talk about soft play and stuff, and everybody threw a flag, and if somebody even put a pinky in your head or hit you or something, <laughs> you always getting a flag. Man, whatever, man. You got to have an absolute nerve to be talking about touchy touchy feely feely and how the game should be played because you ain't get hit like that we're all thoughts you ought to be ashamed of yourself talking like that mm. all the calls and privileges you got in the game yeah stop that mess the game needs to be played like in this red light was hitting it man paula Bala would hit you like that man you would have got that man spinning for two weeks man i don't even hear that noise man i'm just naming ray lewis would have hit you like that you would have been spinning he can't hit you like that because they made sure he ain't getting nowhere near you 
to hit you like that. Because if he did, Fred Lewis would win out. Jerry Lewis respects you. I'm not even questioning that. I'm not. And when I say question your toughness, I'm, I'm not saying that you're not tough. I'm not saying you haven't got hit. But my principle is, like, whenever you did, you was one of them guys that always went to the refs. Like like they said, Shug Knight was saying with the guys all up in the videos. He was always with the black and white referees. Not black and white. But I'm saying black and white. I'm talking about black and white stripes. All in those doing the same thing. This right here could have been saved for you and your family behind closed doors at Thanksgiving. We need to hear that. Raw thoughts. How listen when when we look at your angle right there, he's totally one hundred percent. He's not. If there's a guy that's gonna be talking about tackling, you know how many times you've seen a quarterback talk about these guys are soft? Come on now, you a quarterback, you don't hit. You might stiff arm a little bit here and there. You know, you might get a tackle when you throw an interception, but you ain't the guy that should be talking about somebody being soft, right? Come back in the league and let's see how. How soft these uh backers are when they come in through the A gap. And I hate the fact that he took this angle because everybody knows Raw thoughts he's the chosen one in, in, in the NFL. Nobody never could hit him. Yeah, people hit Peyton Manning. They ain't hit him. And I ain't saying they hit him as much, but like you could never hit Tom Brady without a flag or nothing because they needed him for TV. He was racing around and touch him out right. of the plane. Right. No, they needed him. <laughs> He was Super Bowl material. He was the one that got all the ratings every single year. Yeah. He was the perfect model for what they wanted in the Super Bowl. But now he's retired, and now we're around here trying to figure out that you got the clean cut, Tom Brady, cut style guy. Now you don't even know what type of quarterback you'll get. You know, Brock Purdy may fit the mode now. Raw thoughts, I ain't trying to be biased because he has the clean cut, stuff like that, calm. You know, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, you know, he has a different style, fade. Patrick Mahomes done won a couple Super Bowls, but his hair is everywhere. You know, so I'm saying like Patrick Mahomes ain't wearing no um suit and tie to the press to the um post game. Tom Brady wear a suit and tie to the post game. Jalen Hurts ain't wearing maybe I don't know I might be wrong something to the post game. So what I'm saying is like he just was the perfect. He was the face of the NFL. Like so for you to say that you got privileges that nobody would never get. Those yeah. are my raw thoughts. I ain't gonna stay on that too long. Yeah. Uh... <sighs> I mean, he has some type, there's some legitimacy to what he's saying. Uh, but speaking of who's saying it, right. we got the wrong speaker here. Right. right. Correct. Bingo. That's it. That's it. Boom. Yeah. Boom. 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 Uh, we're going to the next topic here. Um, mm. All right. Philadelphia versus the 49ers. Oh, of course, as always, you can go first, unless you want me to go first. Uh, I mean, I can go first on this. I mean, I want you to. I want. Let's say the best for last, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this here has a lot of ramification here, possibly for uh, you know, battle for the number one seed down the road. Uh, the way Philly just came out that last game um, proved to me that they can play against high power offenses. Uh, and however, they're going to have their hands greatly full with all those weapons from the uh 49ers you know i think this is gonna be a payback game right here uh i i possibly i see the i see the 49ers getting it done you know um brock purdy very accurate guy um and i think it's gonna be a closer game 
uh, similar to what they had against Buffalo. Um, but I, I do see uh, the 49ers pulling this one out at the end. Um, just too many, just too many playmakers on their end. Um, you know, but uh, there's a lot of tape. There's a lot of tape the 49ers can look at uh, from the prior game to say, how can we beat uh, the Eagles? You know, there's a lot of tape that they can look at and, and see different concepts and things uh, that they can attack that secondary. Man, I'm looking at this picture. She feel like that hurt. God, boy. Um, I'm going to tell you now very, very quickly right now, this and third. The Eagles have been on ball time the past three, four weeks. They've been coming out lucky. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you, like I've been telling, I don't know if I told you, but I'm going to tell, tell the world because people listening. If you go down by 14 to 10 or more points, you're not coming back. Turn your TV off. It's over because the 49ers going to run the ball. 49ers ain't go out there gunslinging. That's not the 49ers style. Kyle Shanahan even said one day, my game plan is predicated upon what the defense does. You're the offense coordinator. You're supposed to bring a, a, a game plan that keeps the offense scoring points. It's four nines go by 10 points. And I know this is why I'm saying, and I'm saying this on the bias level, so I want people to hear this. Mm-hmm. The 49ers, whenever they go about 14 or more points, the defense comes at you even harder. The pressure of the of the defensive line comes at you hard. The 49ers in this situation that I'm saying this, I'm telling you now the secret, not the secret, but what it is. The 49ers don't have to rest before guys now because they have a D-line that can get after you. So, like, it's like they, they're not going to – like, when I say the pressure's coming, it's not like they're going to send another DB or this person, that person, that person. When they're up by 14 points, the defensive line forces the quarter – excuse me, take it back. When you're down by 14 points, most teams want to throw the ball in the San Francisco 49ers. What happens? They put more people in pass coverage. They get cover sets, which means you have – you got a really good defensive line. They get the quarterback. It plays into the 49ers game. We're not just gonna run the ball. They're gonna—they're not just a team like okay, we're just gonna hand it off and run. They have a lot of shift, a lot of motions. They have a lot of styles. They may put Debo back. They may put Eli Mitchell, of course, Christian McCaffrey. They may run it, reverse it, and before you know it, you don't even know where the ball is going. You're not gonna beat the four downs when you're up. If the four downs are up by 14 points, they have been on ball time for a couple of games, and I ain't gonna lie, Jalen Hurts is good. Oh, I yeah. just really think this. Is a game that's been marked on the San Francisco 49ers calendar since they lost because they lost so many quarterbacks, so much QB play. And I really think the 49ers are not afraid of being on the road. This is one of the few teams in the NFL I think they can go anywhere and win. You know, as long as the defense is there and, it, and they're healthy, you know, you just got Chase Young, they got Eric Holmes there, they just got Hargrave from the Eagles last year. Then you got Nick Bosa, big money payday Bosa. Mm-hmm. And then you have you know, other um guys like J- Javon Kinlaw, you know, guys that can come in and play, and Pharrell that comes in and um, plays. So, like, they have a lot of depth. Chris Kurtek is a guy on the defensive, um, defensive coach. He's a guy who can kind of make moves. So, for me, and I'm looking at the secondary of the Philadelphia Eagles. Pass rush is phenomenal. I ain't even questioning the pass rush from the Philadelphia Eagles. But the secondary – Debo won't lie, we said certain players are trash. I've seen the past few weeks Scantley get behind the defense, and I've seen a play that should have – Scantley should have won the game against City. Didn't happen. The Bills should have won on miscommunication. Yeah, yeah. 
you are not gonna if you and I'm not and are people gonna laugh and think I'm about crazy. Brock Purdy when the team is healthy is not gonna miss that throw. When you have Debo, Kittle, Brandon Ayu, Chris McCaffrey coming out the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Genesis is a guy who's kind of you know okay. He's a guy he can really catch the ball. I ain't a friend. He's really big. He's good. He played well in Tennessee, but you just don't need him to be a game changer. So I'm gonna tell you now. If the 49ers get up by 14 points, and we can go ahead and take this snippet out, turn off your TV, and call it a night. Because the 49ers, when they used to get up by that many points, they don't be giving up the leads because they're going to do something that most teams ain't going to do. They ain't trying to go for your throw. They ain't trying to go for your juggler. They ain't trying to throw the ball crazy all over the field. They're going to run the football. And I think right now at this time, that's what it is with the Eagles. But now don't get it twisted. Say this part: If the 49ers are tied, tied, now that's a different game. And it goes down to the wire. That's a different game. Could go either or. But true, the 49ers, true. I just know the 49ers, They get a fourteen point lead. That defense gets a the They they get a they get into a whole nother level of stuff. And that's my raw thoughts. Go ahead now. What about what about the Niners? Uh, got two questions for you. What about the Niners secondary? I mean, um, I, I I know they they haven't really improved as much so far. Um, and who's going to handle Hurts? I mean, he's a huge scrambler. Ooh. I mean, what are you going to do to contain him? Since you said that, thank you. You asking me the question. I feel good. I can actually say what I want to say. Defensive line, he in trouble. That defensive line, he ain't going to be sitting back there dancing and, 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 and calm and quiet. He could be a first-rate guy. Containing Hurts is easy because that mm-hmm. defensive line of five guys, and they said this year that Chase Young with the commanders, Pressure him so many times. Now imagine with a solid defense at the moment with the commanders pressuring him. And he went into overtime with the commanders with just Chase Young. Now imagine Chase Young on winning in. And Nick Bosa. Nicholas John Bosa. Mm, no double teams. Oh, oh, oh boy. Now that part. Secondary-wise, I hate this to say this. I'm not saying this in a bad way. I think one of the best things, not best things that happen. It's not the best thing. Like Tupelaga getting hurt, and I hate he got hurt because he's really good. I don't know why. I think the defense is playing better because the guy that Steve Wilkes drafted himself, Jair Brown, is not a a blitzing, you know, second a secondary corner or safety. He's not a blitzing safety. So now you have him at pass coverage, which he's really good at pass coverage. You're not going to make him blitz, which means we get more help. When we had Tupelaga. We ran him like Palomalu. He'll be covered sometimes. Then he may blitz. You can disguise stuff. I get it. Like you disguise the pass for like you maybe he, he gonna come up and blitz, but he really back out. I get that. But you kind of know it's like a bend don't break. Brown is not that. He's gonna stand back there. You're gonna have to figure out how you gonna get past him. He's a ball hole. It's just that Tupelaga can disguise stuff if that makes sense. And I think, you know, with this defense at the moment of this year, Brown has been in the perfect spot. I'm not going to say what he's going to do next year, year after whatever. He's in the perfect position because all he got to do is cover on the back end. Him and Gibson can cover backside, if that makes sense. So you got It does. I'm, I'm, I'm looking now at you guys, uh, 49ers defense right now. Um uh, and by the way, since Chase Young has been there, we have gotten 15 sacks. That's like the highest in the league. 
since he's been there because he gets one-on-ones. I, I do want to say something that looks pretty good on you guys' end. Uh, average defensive yards per game, Niners at 295 a game, uh, fifth in the league, according to Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. So that, that that could be some promise for you guys right there. And another thing, too, is – um. For me, I think the 49ers win this game not because of just the talent. I'm not questioning the Eagles' talent. Mm-hmm. Eagles have been on ball time than two days. The 49ers have a, a longer rest time. They played last Thursday, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. when the Eagles was playing. So they kind of gave them like a 10-day window. you know. And then they also said for next week with the Eagles, the Cowboys get a 10-day window. So, you know – Mm, I don't know if they can hurt Yeah, right, right, right. So I just think, man, the 49ers going to win this game kind of like it's one of those situations. I don't know if the playoffs going to happen, but I think the 49ers need these last games, even down to the Baltimore game. Like They got to have it, even though Baltimore comes to San Francisco. You know, Lamar going to be running everywhere. Mm-hmm. But he's going to get his. Oh, no doubt about him. I got, I got, a, I got a stat for you though, real quick. Go ahead, go ahead. Before we go to the next one, right? Forty um, Nineers given up so far seventeen touchdowns. Okay, looking at the Eagles, they've given up thirty touchdowns so far. Woo! <laughs> That's this and 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 Debo. I think what Debo was saying a while back, and before they went to Super Bowl, and even during the season, he's saying like the Forty Nineers offense has enough talent. And even though I love, I know what people are gonna say. You got so much talent, you're supposed to do that. Yeah, the offense is designed for that because it sounds like to me right now that the 49ers are content with putting players around a quarterback that can make it happen. The thing is, though, check this out. They didn't expect Brock Purdy to play this good, even though Brock Purdy played well at Iowa State. Brock Purdy, they were talking about a play last week where Kyle Shanahan the touchdown to Brandon Ayuk in the Thanksgiving game. The, the play was really designed for a screen pass to get 10, 12 yards to march it down. But mm-hmm. they were saying, like, the plays they call, they've been asking for that from all quarterbacks, is that they have an eye for the wide-open guy. And they said themselves, they were like, I really expected him to throw the screen pass because that's what I wanted. But when he made the throw the IU down the field, that was like, oh. that was, And that's the thing that hit me. Can that leave. was not a Kyle Shanahan design play. But for Purdy to recognize his pocket awareness and what was going on on the on the defensive end, said to me like, "Yo, this is game changing." And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I know it's just something simple. It's like because every quarterback would just do what Kyle say, just throw the screen pass, just throw this, just throw that. No, Brock Purdy says, "You know what? I'm going down field. I'm gonna find an open man. If that, but if that's not working, then I'm going to your to your spot." Yeah, and he's making that happen. I know it was a play in the Jacksonville Jaguars game that scared them, but he all but Cal City say I like guys like him that's gutsy and he knows he's he's he wants to be a game changer guy, even though he's Mr. Relevant last play of the draft. That's what it was. Peyton Manning. Right, right. So he said um that it was a play against Jacksonville Jaguars. He made a throw across his body, which most of the time it was, it would be intercepted, but apparently it missed the two defenders and the back of the end zone, Brandon IU caught it. Which should have been an interception, but it wasn't. But you know, he said, "Man, I just like his guts in this." But that play against Seattle, I guess you could find it. It was supposed to be a screenplay, 
But Brandon Ayuk, he ended up deciding to throw the ball down the field to Brandon Ayuk, and Brandon Ayuk walked in for a touchdown. And they was like, whoa. At first, they was like, no! But when they saw it, like, when they saw it in there, like, man, that was the perfect read. Brock Purdy's a short guy, but he can make throws and plays that people don't have to have. Honestly, Raw thoughts, he's been the best quarterback that Kyle Shanahan has had on the roster, period. And even though he's Mr. Relevant. And I'm saying that now myself, because yeah, yeah, yeah. would have never made that throw. Never. Mm-hmm. It would have been straight up check down or get sacked. And I noticed like when Brock Purdy became quarterback, we were scoring 30 plus points. Or Lance. Right. Lance, Kyle, I mean Lance, Jimmy, 17 at the most. 17 at the most. At the most, and you can pull that stack up yourself. Those are my raw thoughts. Hey, look, I, I I agree with you, man. Like, um, I wasn't as high on Brock Purdy, uh, but seeing how in, you know accurate he is, he he would not have missed that uh, receiver at the end of the game. That uh, no, Super right, Bowl, right? No, 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 no. He wouldn't miss that. Um, he's he's great at anticipating, um, great at throwing the spots. Um, and and very very good with his accuracy. So um, I, I'm excited for this game. I'm excited for this game right here. You know, I think that uh, he's going to shred this uh, Eagles secondary. That's a, you know, if you can say it's a weak part of their team, that's the part right there. He's going to shred with all those playmakers. I would say we need to come live, figure out how we can put this game on this live stream tomorrow. Why minute? But I know my noise and my loudness because my <laughs> wife always be yelling. And my sons and children, they love to watch it. It'll be the perfect thing to say. <laughs> a lot of screaming. <laughs> yes, it would be. would be. But uh, I, I think on a fandom, because I knew somebody had asked me a while back, Roth also, um, come on as a fan. Yeah. Game, I think that'll be something I do soon. I got to sit there and see what Roth thoughts, what it means in the numbers. Raw Let's thoughts. do it. Let's do it. Yes, right. All right, uh, we got one more topic, I think, and here we go. The big one. <laughs> Sponsored by Ainsley Construction. You know, we they build whatever. Whatever you need to be built, they got it. You know, they ain't the, um, the fixability, but you know what? Whatever you need, they'll take care of it. Ainsley Construction Incorporated. Use promo code RAWMIND. Use promo code RAWMIND. Tell them I sent you. No worries. They'll give you 15% discount. On whatever the project it is, and by the way, they got something they're working on in exclusively. You know, a huge bar they're gonna bring downtown Tarba, two hundred block. You'll see soon. We have the Seahawks versus the Cowboys. Seahawks had a a chance to win. Hmm. Excuse me, they actually had the lead, and apparently, it, it went another way. Now we're talking MVP deck. Go ahead, Jerry. Seattle had Go multiple check. chances. Multiple chances. Right. I mean. If you want to know why the Cowboys won, here's why. All right, I, I, I've got some, I, I've got some numbers for you. Right, so Dallas scored on eight of nine of their possessions. All right, now we're not talking about eight and a halfs and things like that. Um, now, their lone miss of this, uh, you know, which is their, you know, ninth or possession or so, was in the third quarter. It was a fourth and two late in the third quarter. A drop, a drop by the, with their top guy. If he didn't drop that ball, I, I, I don't think they don't convert. Uh, you know, they're nine and they would have been nine and nine the whole game. The top guy was it uh, Lamb, Lamb, CD Lamb, CD Lamb, CD Lamb. Okay, you know, so 
think about this, right? You know how many yards of offense they had? 411 total yards. They they were they were uh they were going at will at, at will the whole game. Uh eight of 14 on third down. I mean, you think about third down percentage, that's very good. No turnovers. Um, they they did very well. Dak took care of the ball. Um, and they won the time of possession. As a coach, if you do all those things, and that's what you talk about in your meetings with your players, guys. We need to hold the ball, no turnovers, convert on third down, all right? And we don't need to have a lot of uh, mental arrows and things like that, all right? And we need to score on each possession. Right. That's the name of the game. If you can do that, and then also Prescott looked like he could have been in the MVP race. I mean, he looked great out there. So, and considering the, the, the time of year this is, and he's cooking right now, uh, NFC, watch out, man. But that, it, from the Seahawks, from Seattle side, yeah, there, there are so many miscues from those guys, man. And I felt for the Seattle Seahawks, they had so many opportunities. Uh, unblocked defender on fourth down. I mean, come on, guys. You're about to win this. You have opportunity to win the game in fourth down, and you unblock. Don't block somebody. Come on, protection calls got to be taken care of pre-snap. So, Gino, you guys need to fix that. Uh, mixed opportunity on fourth downs. You know, I, I think there was an opportunity on the goal line. Listen, if that was Philly, they would have been touch push and it would have been touchdown. You guys kind of, uh, you know, sneaked away from it. And uh, I, I believe they ended up handing the ball off to uh, the running back. I think it was uh, Char- uh, Zach, Zach Charbonnet or so. Uh, but that was an opportunity right there. You need to get, play big boy ball. Quarterback sneak it, uh, you know, show that you can you can uh, hold the line of scrimmage, and that could be telling for this season. If you can't if you can't score from the one yard line, there's going to be some problems. Rothos, Rothos, um, Dallas. I, I, let me start here first. So, like, I was telling the guy a while back, regardless of Dallas' schedule, if you mm-hmm. keep playing these teams and you dominate, you could build confidence like naturally, like. You can build confidence off of playing sorry teams below 500, which is it's cool. And that's good because, like, that's all. Sometimes you need to see the ball be caught, see the ball hit the end zone, see yourself be able to play. I yep. get it. Fields. Um, for the Seattle part, I'm about to use some real raw thoughts. Either Geno Smith can't read or the coach they called to play didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> Because the player that you just discussed that was in block is probably the best player on defense. It is no way you let Michael Parsons go unblocked. That's absolute foolery. Of all players, you let Michael Parsons go unblocked. Everybody that mamas know he's supposed to be the block. I don't care if anybody else go untouched. You don't let Michael Parsons go unblocked. Absolutely foolish by them. And I say, Who's by the Seahawks entirely? Because probably could have been Geno Smith, who didn't call the right read or the audible, or could have been the office coordinator. You don't let him go and block. But it shouldn't have went, it, it it went to that. Um, it shouldn't got to that point. Because, like, I've seen a few drops of Metcalf in certain moments. But, you know, playing in Dallas, you know, the Seahawks one of them teams, man. It's like, you know, you want to say that they're legit, they're not, which I, I'm going to be raw thoughts. And I'm a 49ers fan. You already know that. I'm happy to mm-hmm. It makes it easy for us. But it's the principle of moments, execution, you know, 
the Seahawks have really gave the Cowboys a, a whole nother level of confidence because Cowboys haven't beat nobody over 500 all season. But you didn't gave them confidence to make them feel like they could beat teams. They're not going to still beat the 49ers. Like I told somebody, I told myself on a podcast um, a while back, 49ers is still a bad matchup for the Cowboys. It's just a bad matchup overall. Like, you're just not going to beat them. But I will say the Cowboys can beat a lot of teams in the NFC, yeah. a few teams in the AFC, you know, even the Eagles. It's just a bad matchup because the pass for stability, I don't know what it is, man. You know, it's just it's a bad matchup. But Geno had opportunities. I don't know what he was thinking. They gave him a lot of money, you know, to hopefully be the saviors of Seattle, keep them relevant. And he didn't make it happen. And Dak Prescott was everywhere. But the problem with the Seahawks, I'm going to tell you this now, Seahawks don't have a pass rush. You're not going to beat Dallas without a pass rush. Seahawks, I think, have a legitimate, decent secondary, but they don't have a pass rush to pressure quarterbacks into that. So you got a pass rush. You got a guy like Dak Prescott who can run the ball, and he's finally starting to get back to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not questioning him. But I will say this. If I'm a betting man in Las Vegas and I had $50 million on line, I would never bet my money on Mike McCarthy. And that's all, Raw Thoughts. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, it, look, the, the Dallas Cowboys, they they uh, they were, you know, impressive win. They're at 9 and 3, but you gave up 35 points to a 6 and 6 Seattle uh, hey, team. Hey, hey. Oh, I forgot about that part. Like they, they, they beat up on other teams, but a five hundred <laughs> team you gave up thirty five points, and you're supposed to be an elite defense, but you still mm-hmm. give up that many points. How do you expect 35. to be a team in the NFC like the San Francisco 49ers? And you think they gonna? You think the 49ers not gonna put up that many points? That's why they put up forty. That's why the score is forty two ten. Lost Seattle, and they still put up thirty five points. Your defense is supposed to be elite. It's too and all the opportunities. Right, right. I agree. So, I mean, yeah. I ain't thinking about that. I'm not knocking it. Cowboys can get the playoffs. And I'm yeah. a firm believer, like I told somebody this story, who's a Cowboys fan. Get in. Anything can happen, you can get in and win. True. But yeah. I'm not yeah. sold on it. On game season. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm not sold on it, but that's my betting, man. But I'm like let's this. Get this off. Go ahead. All those opportunities, all of those opportunities they had – to be the Cowboys. Right. All of those opportunities. Cowboys left the door open. If they get an opportunity. Now, if this was them going <laughs> against the 49ers, if this was 49ers versus Cowboys and the game went the same way and we stopped it right there in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. I think the 49ers score on maybe two of those drives, right? Right. And I, I think they get it done. I think the Cowboys go home, uh, tail between your legs. You know, we really get to see who they are. But – um that's telling for the team. You give up 35 to a Seattle, Seattle Seahawks team, which I don't think they're that explosive offensively. 35. I mean, that's it's a little alarming. So with that being said, I don't, I don't know if you got anything to say. I'm going to give you what I call the raw. Oh, first minute. Sponsored by Freedom and Faith Agency called Linwood. Thorn at 919-817-7018. 919-817-7018. Use promo code RawMind. Use promo code RawMind. Get a 15% discount. And people, leave the GoFundMe alone. We have things that can actually help. Get insurance. Get life insurance. 
Let's keep it simple. Start now. Don't wait till when it happens. Get in there. But go ahead, um, Raw Thought Sportsman. Yes, sir. Hey, protect your loved ones with Linwood. Listen, let, let me let me <laughs> let, let me look at this. All right. My raw sports moment right now, guys. Listen, uh, I know y'all watched the game today. SEC championship. <laughs> Alabama roll tide took care of business of Georgia. Look like Georgia Tech out there. Let's go. Let's go. Look, I'm excited for uh Georgia right. I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm excited for Alabama right now. I hope we get into the playoffs. And you know, considering where Georgia was at, potentially we could either both not get in there or we could both get in there, possibly. But I, I like to see the rankings when they come out. It's gonna be it's gonna be a test for those guys in the committee deciding who goes and who stays. It's gonna be tough. You know, next year is gonna be a very interesting, and we're gonna go to the 12 team playoff. Uh, bracket but this year is going to be very very interesting Georgia almost had it uh, but it just couldn't capitalize too much too much Alabama too much of our running back uh, and, and um, we just I, I feel like I, I didn't see this being as dominant as it was uh, but but you know uh, considering you know who we have on our on roster I, I think that um, if we get into that four we have an opportunity to possibly win a championship. Um, I agree. Um, but my question to you would be: Did Florida State win? Like, are they winning? Let me. Um, I didn't. That's a game I didn't look at. Let me look at that real quick. Let's take a look. Oh yeah, raw thoughts. We do everything unscripted up here. So like sometimes, boom, boom, boom. boom. You hit attack. That's it. Fighting. That's all. <clears throat> Let's take a look. Right now it's 3-0. Oh, 3-0 halftime. Louisville is holding it down. It's now they might can't score. Because you know, um, of course, you know um, they don't have a small quarterback. But if Florida State gets out of here with a win, there's no way they can lead them out regardless of who the quarterback is and that. There's no way you can lead them out. Even though we want competitive competition, stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's still the principle of like what it is in Florida State been playing for good football. For me, raw thoughts, and, and I, you can relate. Duke basketball needs to get together. I don't know what's going on. I, from, I ain't even watched the game today. I didn't know a game was on. I'm still in football mode. But a lot yeah. of people saying, like, you know, somebody was joking about, like, Carolina losing a certain amount of games, but Duke then lost two in a row. And now listening to people, somebody I saw in the Duke, um, the, the real Duke group chat that I'm in, they were like, man, this is the most pathetic Duke team they ever seen, the most softest Duke team they ever seen. They don't know for sure if this Duke team – is what and this team could be on this way to the NIT. But go ahead, I'm gonna let you on. Um, so I don't know if you heard or saw what. Uh, I didn't watch the game today. However, we lost four by four uh, to a unranked Georgia Tech team, coached by Damian Stoudemire. But that don't big name. Yeah, yeah, big Tampley, mighty mouse. Lost mouse, but had a heart. Uh, they yes, big heart. Lost by five to yeah. Arkansas. Now, one thing I want to I want to kind of allude to, right? 
Dude, you do you even know what who Southern Indiana uh, Indiana is? You know, no, you it's know you come in. We get some education here, people, about my sports. Well, Duke played them on November 24th, and this team dropped 62 points versus Duke. Ooh, I might throw my shot glass out the door. Who I'm is kidding. the Southern Indiana screen? Listen, two points. Check this out. Here's the funny thing, right? Now, that ain't it. Who led at halftime? No, they didn't. 31. No, they didn't. I hope Duke <laughs> led. 35 31 Southern Indiana screams. There's Ooh, no one in the game. I'm probably glad I ain't watched the game. <laughs> there were one in six. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same thing for me. But anyway, we've been out here long enough. Our record show today, um, prime time hours. Um, Coach Jay, got anything to say before we get off? Hey man, I, I'm I'm excited to see what I'm ex, I'm excited to see right now. Um, if my boys get into the top four. Now, there's one thing I want to look up real quick. Uh, Swag had a championship today, and uh, I just want to see who uh, made it made it from the championship. Uh, let's take a look here. Just as I thought, Fam, you made it. They they beat uh Prairie uh Prairie View forty five to seven. Won't even close as I thought. Fam, you running the swag. They're gonna run the swag, and they're probably gonna beat Howard in the MEX swag. Um. Celebration Bowl. I can see it happening. Um, they're a very tough team led by a very tough quarterback. Uh, got a head coach, which I talked about the other day, right, about possible HBCU coaches that can make that jump to the FBS level. Target, their head coach, I, I think he could possibly be a, a, a guy who can make that jump as well. I would like to, Honestly, I would like to see this year a couple of those head coaches from the HBCU ranks make it up there. You know, who, who knows? Will they give them the opportunity uh, that's my raw thoughts moment. Man, I can't wait. Uh, we, we should be able to cover that. I can't wait to see what, what happens on that. Um, with that being said, man, um, that's it. Raw mind, you got anything you want to say for that? Raw mind, raw thoughts is out. 